three, two, one. Welcome to the Transformation Videocasts and Podcasts. Transformation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. Hello and welcome back to the Transformation videocasts and podcasts. We're so excited you're listening or watching. My name's Chrissy. I'm a social media director for Transformation, and I get the great honor of interviewing incredible transfer students and alumni in our student stories edition of the Transformation podcast. And today I have an amazing guest joining us. Her name is Heather Leisure. Heather, welcome to the Transformation podcast. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yes, we're so glad to have you. Um, and Heather, can you tell us where you transferred from and, and what schools you've attended? Sure. So I originally started American River College in Sacramento, California. Then I finished my AAs at Clark College in Vancouver, Washington. And I'm currently a student at Washington State University in Washington State. Very cool. Very cool. And something we've been doing on the podcast as of late is asking each of our guests to bring an artifact and describe an artifact that resembles their transfer journey or the schools that they attended. And so Heather, can you describe the amazing artifact that you brought? (laughs) Yes. So I have a granite uh, elephant here. Sorry, can't really see it too well. But it's a little thing that my mom bought me after I graduated with my AA. And it's about, you know, elephants travel miles and miles and miles for different things coming back to their family, uh, coming for births or for deaths of their loved ones. And so it's just uh, as a symbol of the long mile journey that it took me to get from when I graduated high school in 2000 to when I graduated with my AA in 2019. And when I'm gonna have my bachelor's here in 2021. So cool. And Heather, I also know, well, first, okay, before I say that, I want to say, I love the elephant metaphor. I just have to say that that is so cute and cool and creative. So thank you for sharing that. Um, But also, you just got accepted to grad school, didn't you? I did. Mm -hmm. Ah, So before we even start, (laughs) I have to congratulate you and say that is amazing. And you're starting this coming fall, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, summer, May 24th is, yeah, yeah. So I graduate May 8th with my bachelor's and then May 24th grad school. So I barely get a break, but it's an online program through uh, University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. We love you're hitting the ground running (laughs) and you already know how to do that because you're such a great transfer student. An elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there you go. Transfer students. Mm We're living the elephant life. There Absolutely. You go. I yes. love it. Well, that's amazing. And, and congratulations. Thanks. Um, and speaking on that, what do you feel like inspired you to choose the transfer pathway versus sticking to a route where you might be attending school in four years and then graduating? Why do you feel like you specifically chose the transfer route? Uh, so I was raised by a single mama and it was always you, you work, you know, you work for all that you have. And so, um, I wasn't able to complete when every, each time that I tried, cause I would go back to work or I'd continue working. And then I chose money over education. And so I had to keep returning and going and returning and going. And I didn't have the grades from all of those times to get into a four year right at the beginning. So I wanted to do the AA at a community college and then transfer in for my bachelor's. So life, oh. life's the main reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, honestly just answering it with 
life. That's why I chose the transfer pathway. <laughs> so I chose the transfer life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I do love what you're saying about that it, transferring and, and, you know, maybe going to multiple colleges instead mm-hmm. of that more traditional route allows you to have the flexibility to be able to work to build up the grades you need Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, to get involved as I know you were extremely involved. In fact, you described it as overly involved, which (laughs) can you be overly involved? Yes. Yes, you can. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, perfect example is graduating with your bachelor's May 8th and started grad school, you know, May 24th, like that's overly involved. (laughs) No rest for the wicked. I respect that. I respect (laughs) that. Yep. What were you involved in, um, you know, throughout not only, you know, when you were at Washington State, mm-hmm. but when you were at the Community College, American River College and, and Clark? Well, actually, I think the difference between my success at Clark and my success at American River, not only age, because I was very young at American River, mm-hmm. I wasn't involved in anything there. Whereas mm-hmm. at Clark, I hit the ground <laughs> running and I was involved with, I was the vice president of the ASL club. I was the president of Entrepreneur Club. I was the uh, public relations and social media manager of Phi Theta Kappa, the honor society. And then now at Washington State, I'm part of the Associated Students of Washington State University, the student government for global campus. So it's just been involvement after involvement. And that has led to my retention of my attention we'll say and then my success as well yeah I, I I think that's so admirable that it it just being as involved as you were is is what you said you worded it perfectly it was it helped in your retention it helped mm-hmm. in your success and there's a lot of transfer students who are listening to this podcast you might be feeling like it's hard to get involved at the community college level or it's hard to hit the ground running when you transfer so you speaking to that and, and shedding a light on you know getting involved is what can motivate you to continue mm-hmm. going and, and and being academically and, and personally successful that's that's really cool yeah um and and on a somewhat similar note when you were going through that journey and getting involved in all those things what did you feel like were um, the identities um, or experiences or situations that really impacted your transfer journey? Uh, I would say, I guess, being dedicated to my fellow involvement folks, right? Like that was kind of what led to it is that knowing that I had to be accountable to them. That's what I was like for accountable to them <laughs> and helping me along. And then them also accountable to me. So I would say that that's kind of what led to that, the transfer journey and the being successful, just because you're not just relying or being relied on by yourself, but by others. Hmm. Does that answer that question? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was actually going to say you use, you when you realize the word you wanted accountability, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just was thinking that's such a great thing to speak about on this podcast because transfer students, they do need that accountability. And, and a lot of times that might be found through mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, you found it through getting really heavily involved at the schools. And so I, I hope students are listening can take note of that, that accountability is something that's so integral to student success. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like especially because we're speaking about accountability, did you feel like there were important people or programs or resources um, at specifically the community colleges you attended that supported you in transferring to um, Washington State? 
Absolutely. Uh, I would say my academic advisor was number one, hands down. Um, she wasn't the first one that I found. The first one was not great. So if you don't love your first one, please go back and get a second or a third one, the one that you drive with, because mm -hmm. she was actually who picked out my bachelor's program based on getting to know me and knowing what my strengths, and my weaknesses were. And mm -hmm. I would never have picked out the bachelor's program that I'm in that I love had it not been for her. And so I think that that's such an important resource. Please use it. Don't think you don't have to do it because you do and they will help you and guide you and then also uh just finding those mentors in your instructors and because those are the folks who are going to write your letters of recommendation for scholarships and for your entries into your the schools that you may, may want to get into and so those are the two main ones that i would say were the most important for me instructors and advisors yes yeah and i think it's important that you brought up that there are going to be times where you might not, you said jive, you might not jive um, as much as you could um, and it, with another faculty member or advisor. And sometimes it's, it's, it's good and it's okay to, to see if meeting with a, a different person would help you further or, mm -hmm. or it's just a natural thing that you're going to experience in, in the transfer journey is, there are going to be, there might be a faculty member out there that you might connect with better. And that could be all again, integral to your success, like it was for you. Mm -hmm. um, and an another important thing you said was even thinking about, I mean, you're speaking to the relationship you have with the instructors, which is like the main important thing, but something that a lot of community college students might not think about is going to be those letters of recommendation and that building those relationships are mm. what is so important and what allowed you to complete your bachelor's on May 8th and star <laughs> grad school on May 24th. Yep. Did I get the dates right? You did. You yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And be your own advocate too. That's the other thing I want to say. Make sure that you advocate for yourself. It's okay if you don't drive with that first one, but yeah. just keep trying, go back. Yeah. What could you speak more to? What do you mean by advocate for yourself? Yeah. So when I went, um, the community college that I attended, they assign you an advisor. And the first mm. one, like I said, we just, it just didn't work. It wasn't anything that they did. was anything I did. We just weren't hearing each other or understanding. And so I made an appointment. And when I went back, I said, you know, I don't want to see the same person that I saw. And they were like, well, that's your assigned person. I was like, well, I pay to be here and that's not who I want to see. I want to see somebody else. And when mm -hmm. I got the one that I ended with, it was like changed my whole world. And, but I had to be the one that said, no, mm -hmm. this is my education. You're not going to dictate to me who I can and cannot see. I want to see someone else. Yeah. So. It's, it's so important as a transfer student to be able to use your voice um, mm -hmm. in, in a, you know, professional mature way like you did. And, Again, when we're just having to constantly deal with the stigma that mm. is placed on community college students, um, it's especially important to to hone in on that voice, to hone in on on your agency and, and being an advocate for yourself. I love how you described that. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of kind of having to be an advocate for yourself and learning how to use your own voice, what do you feel like inspired um you to stay motivated and resilient through your transfer experience? Oh, deciding that I was not going to attend another community college and not be successful. Like I just, I couldn't do it again. You know, I was thinking about my little elephant. Uh, <laughs> you got to yeah. keep on trudging. So uh, I would say 
really it was the accountability of my classmates and my friends in the different involvement things that I was in pushing each other. Like, I don't know how many times some of them would come to me or I'd go to them and be like, Oh, I just can't do it another quarter. I can't do it. And it was like, well, that's too bad. We have projects that we're going to work on in PTK or entrepreneur and you got to be there. Like you too bad. You're going to have to sign up for classes. Like, and I think that that was really what it was is that push. Yeah. Again, going back to the accountability mm-hmm. and the support, it's so important in, in your academic journey to, to really find a unit and mm-hmm. find it quickly. Find um, your people. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's found, it's found naturally, like it seems like you did, but yeah, find just hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like having that unit and honing in on the resources that you previously mentioned um, helped you in specific challenges or hurdles you faced in your transfer journey? And if they did, could you speak a little bit about what the, maybe those challenges were? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not strong at math. I seem to have see the numbers sometimes backwards. Um, and so it's just been one thing after another with that. And so with connecting with my advisor, she was able to pick out, well, you won't have to take statistics with this bachelor's degree. You won't mm-hmm. have to, but had I not been open with her and formed that relationship, I wouldn't have known that, you know, and she wouldn't have known that. And, and so I think that that's why it's so important. You have to be open with everybody, right? Cause you can't always expect everyone else to do the work for you. You have to also tell them your challenges and what you're scared of and how to get over those, how you want to get over those hurdles so that they can assist you. And yeah. so I think that that's, one of the big pieces. Yeah. There were two th- specific things you just said that I really loved. One, um, Heather, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but educators also listen to this mm-hmm. podcast. Transfer Nation was, was founded specifically to connect educators and faculty who work with transfer students. Um, and I, I think them hearing you talking about how your advisor personalized your coursework and and what classes you took to be specific to your what you feel like your specific challenges were that's amazing that's amazing that she went it sounds like she or he excuse me went above and beyond to you know provide you with the specific coursework that was tailored around again what you felt like or specific challenges of yours and Mm -hmm. that's really admirable yeah, she was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And the second thing I really liked that you you spoke to was that you need to be open, that you have to be a little transparent in order to receive help, in mm-hmm. order to grow, in order to be able to just push past the hurdles like you're talking about. I don't know if that's something that's discussed a lot um, as as students are attending community college or attending, you know, whatever first university they attend and then transfer to afterwards is how important it is to be open and be transparent, kind of like you are on this podcast right now in in sharing (laughs) about those journeys and and what specifically helped you. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that being said, we've talked a little bit about your challenges what were some things, though, that you loved about your transfer experience? Uh, so much, actually. Um, I felt like I had a lot more options for online because I had had the experience of prior of being in class and, and realizing I'm not a great test taker, right? Whereas people, when they first get there and they're brand new and they don't know, um, not knowing and having to figure that out, which was my experience the first go round. So being a transfer student from one community college to another, I was able to say, oh, I'm a better online 
student to take tests and to read and to do all of that. So that was kind of my favorite thing that uh, being marketing for my AA, I was able to take almost all my classes online. So that was a big benefit. And then I would say the other thing that I really loved was the community that I built. Like, you know, I have some friends from PTK that I'll probably be friends with forever. And um, the advisor, my academic advisor that I spoke about already, her and I will be friends forever. And my mentor from Entrepreneur Club, he will be forever a mentor of mine. Like those are such important things and, and the big strengths that kept me going and that um, I would say were the best takeaways. Wow. And this is so important that you're speaking to how much being able to work online helped you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually um, in a previous episode for listeners and watchers, um, Heather is, is friends with Angela Kyle, who we previously interviewed on this podcast. And she spoke similarly to how the experience of, of being online helped her. And I'm so glad we're talking about this again on the podcast because I know a lot of students have um, maybe felt discouraged by having to continue their studies remotely in light of everything that has happened. And you're speaking to how much it's helped you. Did you also, so you also not only attended because Washington State University, the global campus is where you attend and that's online. Mm -hmm. Did you, so you attended most of Clark College online. That's what it sounds like you're saying. I would say I probably took half my classes online. I still attended quite a few in person, but I just, I mean, honestly, I attended more online after I got involved. So I would be on campus doing my involvement stuff. And the online allowed me to not, to be able to focus so much on like PTK entrepreneur and do all the little things like the events and stuff without stressing, like, should I go to this or to class? And so that was kind of nice. That is so cool. So you're mm-hmm. saying that you took your classes online at, at Clark College, mm-hmm. but you were going to the campus mostly for the <laughs> things you were involved in. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> and wow, I'm so glad students are getting to listen and hear about that experience because it's showing they, the, that that can be another way that you can make your academic path flexible to you. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately, students can't get super involved physically right now, but Mm -hmm. I I just hope they hear that doesn't mean that can stop them from being super involved still. They could still get super involved online and and having classes online maybe provides a a more flexible pathway to that. And that's that seems to be what the transfer pathway is all about, is being able to tailor your pathway to tailor your career goals and your academic goals um, to, you know, the many roles you have to juggle, the the, the many things you might be involved in. If you're working jobs, if you're working multiple jobs, um, that's what's so great about the transfer pathway. It's very, very flexible, especially with community colleges that offer a lot of online options like you're Mm -hmm. speaking to or amazing universities like Washington State (laughs) University Global Campus that's Mm -hmm. online as well. So, Thank you so much for speaking to that. That's so cool. Sorry, my dog's making an appearance. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> we love dog appearances. This is on s'mores. This... <laughs> s'mores? Yeah, s'mores because he, he oh, has uh, the, the black and then he has the tan and then he has a white chest. <laughs> oh, what a <laughs> We love and validate dog appearances on the podcast. <laughs> Any animal experiences, nice. elephants, dogs. <laughs> We're all for it. We love it. Yeah. He needs some attention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
so Heather, there's just been so many great gems. I feel like students are getting and educators are getting to take away from, from what you're saying. So with that being said, I want to know what um, is, is one tip that you can provide in a few words that you would want to impart to transfer students who maybe are on their way to transferring or are, are, are trying to, to start that process up. Uh, my main thing is check out, <laughs> check out the website for the school that you're at. And the reason I say that is because all of the resources that you will ever need are on there. And you may like a perfect example. We have a wonderful counseling and health center at, at my community college that I went to and that I, I work at mm-hmm. and not enough students know about it. And right now they've turned everything virtual, which has been amazing. They have all these wonderful groups, mental health support, resources, things like that. So many students didn't know about them in person. So now when they need them more, they don't know about them. So my main gem to give to everybody is learn the resources of your college, no matter if it's your university or your community college, whatever, learn those because you may not need them, but a friend may, and you don't know when COVID-19 will come about and you need them. Mm. So that's my biggest thing is please find out what your resources are. Wow. I, I love that you said that. And I do want to echo that a lot of students, even at the community, or I should say, especially at the community college level, are not aware of, of those types of resources. You, you mentioned all resources and, and yes, I, I would hope that every student is aware of the resources that are specific to them. But I do want to highlight what you said, the mental health resources, counseling. A lot of community colleges, most to my knowledge, have mental health services, have counseling services, which I'm pretty sure has skyrocketed in the last year in 2020. And so um, I, I hope that would encourage students to know that that's an additional resource that in which you could really be pursuing personal wellness, personal success while pursuing your academic success. Thank you so much for, for sharing that because I don't think a lot of yeah. community college students are, are aware of that. Yeah. Also check out your campus and student life also, because there's most likely a club or a program that suits you. And that's my other little, little gem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of which can be found online, like you said, on mm-hmm. the website. Um, a lot of times if students search their schools on social media as well, different groups and clubs will pop up that, that give you even more insight. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's so important. Like you said, yeah. And um, if you don't find one that you love, make one, create a new club. Like that's the other thing. Like if you don't find one that's for you, you can make one and you can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. That is absolutely yeah. going back to that agency again, mm-hmm. create your own club, create the org that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and so kind of to transition, what would be a tip that you would give educators or administration or advisors or professors that work with transfer students? What's a tip that you think that they would really um, should take advantage of? Um, Don't assume that they know everything just because they're a transfer student. We're juggling a whole lot of things as well. I mean, just like the brand new 18 year old that shows up, they may be juggling more or less. We may be juggling more or less. And so I say, Tell them everything that you can. Don't leave things out just because they may be older or because they may Mm. be a parent or because they are previously, you know, incarcerated, any of that. Like, don't assume they know anything. Give them the full enchilada. Wow. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't assume what their experiences are or what knowledge they might have mm-hmm. based off of, of any of those identity indicators. That's yeah. Wow. That's such a, a rich, powerful tip. Thank you. For yeah. Sharing Make that. sure it's an equitable experience for everybody, right? Like we all need yes. a, a to Z. Yeah. So. The whole enchilada. I couldn't yeah. describe it better. The whole enchilada. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Heather, seriously, this has been just a discussion. I feel like we are having a cup of coffee and are, you're just throwing all these gems. <laughs> and I'm so happy that students who are listening and educators are are getting to hear them. So so thank you so much um, for sharing those. Where can we find you on, on social media? Where can we find you on Twitter? So Twitter, uh, it's Heva1122. So it's H-E-V-A-H-1122. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So if you want to follow along on Heather's academic journey as she gears up <laughs> to begin her new grad school chapter of her <laughs> academic journey, be sure to follow her on Twitter. Um, if you haven't connected with us at Transformation already, be sure to follow us on our social media accounts. We have an active Facebook group, an Instagram account, we're on Twitter, and all of those handles are in the description, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Um, but again, Heather, I just want to thank you for gleaning all the wisdom you gave today, <laughs> for taking time out of this hectic Monday to, to join us on the podcast here today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. <laughs> all right. And so we'll sign off. Thank you all for listening. And, and we'll see you next time in Transfer Pride. Thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfer Nation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transformation videocast and podcast, please email us at wearetransfernation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride.